This is Shift Run Stop, a fun podcast about games and cultural stuff and comedy and interviews. We're in a pub again. We're back in a same pub, actually. How did that happen? I know. Oh, we've got some... Are they for us? Thank you very much. Fantastic, thank Cheers. you. We've been given them a bowl of crisps Snack as well. Spot. Yeah, these crisps are nice. They're good, aren't they? I think they're quite high-quality crisps. Mm. But we're in a nice pub. I mean, let's be fair, this is barely a pub at all. Mm. It's almost a private bar. This is uh, episode 18, I think. We've got, we've got Andy Riley on this week. Yeah, Andy Riley, who you will know from um, Bunny Suicides, I think is the most famous, or at least the most high-profile thing he's yeah. done. He did, that, he did that roasted cartoon in The Observer. Oh, that's right, yeah. Which is the, finished um, now, but it's very good. Was it the guys that worked in a coffee shop and they were quite geeky yeah. and shift on stop listener like yeah. and he's a comedy writer and he's written for loads of shows some of which we've mentioned on this podcast before um, we're also trying a new thing for a few weeks probably just a month I think isn't it where um, we're going to we're sort of doing a partnership thing with a company called Audible who make audiobooks yeah if any of our listeners want a couple of weeks free trial membership of, of Audible and to download one free audio book from their extensive collection uh, you have two weeks and you can cancel any time yeah and you can keep your it book and, try so it and what, what happens is you get a free audio book uh, if you like the service obviously you can you can stay with them but frankly you know feel free to cancel uh, and Audible, Audible will give us a little bit of money for each, uh, each of you that signs up for a free trial. Excellent. Well, do that. If you want to make sure that we get some money and you don't want to give away any of your own money, then um, go to chiffonstop.co.uk slash books. I'm in computers. I'm in the mainframe. I'm in your headphones. Hello, I'm Rue. I'm Layla. I'm Andy Hello. Riley. Uh, I'm a cartoonist and also a scriptwriter. Welcome to Shift Run Stop. Well, I'd always intended to be a cartoonist. That was my sort of childhood plan um, from when I was about 13. I decided, right, that's what I'm going to be. And um, so I trained myself up, really. I got up to a professional standard and everything, but was not in step with the market um, at the time. Um, that changed later. And I got sidetracked into, into comedy writings. I worked with um, a fellow called Kevin Cecil. You'll probably have on one day. And um, Maybe. by the time I got to about the age of 30, I thought, right, I've really got to start doing the cartoons as well because it was, it was eating at me. Mm. Part of that was I was sitting around in, um, uh, in Marino's Cafe, um, which is just off Tottenham Court Road in London, with Kevin uh, and also Graham Linehan and Arthur Matthews, who um, it was, it was, this was shortly after they did Father Ted at the time. And um, we were knocking about ideas for um, comedy books, not necessarily cartoon ones. And um, I started drawing on a napkin, and I remembered um, a book many years ago called 101 Uses for a Dead Cat. So mm. I thought, well, oh, sick jokes about animals. No one seems to be doing those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I started drawing on a napkin. Um, and so I said, what about the book of bunny suicides? And it came out like the, the title came first, and I, I, I drew these like things and showed it to them. And none of them were at all impressed. They didn't, <laughs> didn't really think there was anything in this, I think. This will never work. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I sort of took it away and, and beavered away at it, and then every now and again. And about two years later, I had a, I had a book's worth and uh, started showing them about. And uh, I discovered that of all the things that I've ever drawn, um, it had a... a, a 
an unusual power about it so that people would immediately have to tell you which one their favourite one was and, and then people, even people who didn't think up things for a living would often then try and immediately think one up mm. so I thought well, here's, here's something with legs I thought and then it got published in 2003 and has uh, done alright since mm. Speaking of everyone's got their favourite one mm. that means I've got to ask you what's your favourite one? Oh, let's see, it's probably uh, one in the second book which where there's a rabbit sitting against a wall holding a nail to its head and there's a hammer encased in a block of ice <laughs> but attached to a rope. Yeah. So when the ice melts, the hammer is just going to swing down and do one hit and knock the nail in. And it's, the, it's that sort of patience involved, the, the, the endless patience of these rabbits to kill themselves is really what it's all about. <laughs> Do they still come to you? Because you're not... I don't think you're doing them anymore, are you? If you finish well, them, well here's, here's your Shift Run Stop exclusive. Oh. Uh, because I can now announce, um, now that I've done enough, that the uh, my book for this year, as I've done lots of other books since, I did one called Great Lies to Tell Small Kids and mm. one last year called Selfish Pigs and some other ones. The book this year will, will be a bunny suicide one and it will be called Dawn of the Bunny Suicides. And uh, it will be the longest one I've ever done. It will be about 140 pages long. Mm. So yes, I can and do think of them mm. <laughs> regularly. <laughs> I've, now, I've now done about 300 pages, and I haven't run dry yet. Wow. And to think that it's all because when I did the first 20, I thought, ah, oh, well, that, that's, that's probably about as many of these as you could ever possibly yeah, have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you do have to get careful as you go on, and you sometimes start thinking up ones where you think, oh, that's a bit like that one. That's a bit yeah. like that one. And when you get a really fresh one, it's. Uh, do you do it in categories? Like, do you think, well, you know, there's ones with weapons and there's ones with rope and there's, I don't know. On the, the wall at home, I've got uh, this big list and uh, <laughs> facing my drawing board, it's up, it's up on the wall. Uh, once I did about 70 pages, I just sort of went for it for about 70 pages. And then I, but then I started keeping a tally of like, here's the number of decapitations, here's, <laughs> here's the number of crushings, here's the number of electrocutions. Um, and you look at it and you think, oh, I see, we're a, we're a bit heavy on the crushings here. Uh, but there's at least one electrocution where we're shy, and, uh, and they haven't, none of them been melted by aliens or anything. One, one thing you can't do with a rabbit, oddly, of all the things you can do to kill a rabbit, mm. one thing you can't do satisfactorily is bury them, oh. because they can dig. So oh, if you have, so you can't put a rabbit under an avalanche. You yeah, can't no throw place. a load of earth on a rabbit. Oh. If that's good for any other animal, but not a rabbit. You'll find burials are pretty thin on the ground in these books, <laughs> unless it's in concrete or something. Yeah. Uh, the bumper book of bunny suicides on the front there's a big sign saying contains every bunny suicide ever. Mm. <laughs> are you going to be so going around not. correcting all of these? Um, that would take a while <laughs> in a few, many countries. <laughs> yeah, I mean I've done I've done worldwide. I've done about two million books. In Britain, I've done about 1.3 million, nice. of which about probably 800,000, 900,000 are, are rabbit ones. Right. So it's, it's done all right. Yeah. Mm. You know when you, you're starting something off and you, and you have like you start having sort of pipe dreams about it and you think, oh, wouldn't it? Mm. And, and with this one, it was as I was drawing the first few, not, not knowing, not haven't shown to anyone. I was thinking, well, wouldn't it be great if um, this you know, got published as a book and... Uh, and people liked it, and it sold a lot of copies, and people it was funny, and and, it, and then it was translated into lots of different languages, and it and it and it, it bought me a house, and all of that. Wouldn't it be good? And it gave me an international reputation as a cartoonist <laughs> immediately. Wouldn't it be good if all that happened? 
they suicidal? What have all these rabbits, you know, all of them have got something in their lives that they want to they end it? No. Have you ever, Do you ever no, think about no, that? No, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> their, their states of mind are completely irrelevant. I, I don't know any more than anyone. It's essential to go in and write their story, isn't there? You can no, do another book. No, no, no. no, no, no it's, they're just about ingenuity. It's just about problem yeah. solving. It's just a given they're going to kill themselves. It's just how are you going to do it? Mm. I've always been a lifelong fan of a cartoonist called William Heath Robinson, who invented the Heath Robinson contraption, mm-hmm. which was... Um, I mean, he, he was about the most popular cartoonist in Britain in the 20s and 30s. And uh, he always did, like, great big sort of machines with lots of wheels and weights and things, mm-hmm. where you had to sometimes look at them for a while to see how everything worked. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my other books, which is called DIY Dentistry, I just went flat out and did a Heath Robinson book. I was, I was stepping outside my rules on that one slightly because my, my normal rules with a, a humour book is that you have two seconds to get people's attention and to explain what the concept is and get them to open it up. It's quite hard. They're actually drawing them's easy. It's the concept and the, and the front cover that's difficult. Did, did one called Great Lies to Tell Small Kids. You open it up, it's got lots of lies to tell small kids. Yeah. Any questions? No. <laughs> we know what it does. Last year's one was called Selfish Pigs. It's lots of pigs. They're being selfish. <laughs> Any questions? No. Um, DIY dentistry. I mean, it didn't perform as well as those ones, and I think possibly the, the reason was that I was uh, I was getting a bit cocky. I just should, should have called it crazy inventions. <laughs> Kept it extremely simple. In the great tradition of Chiffon Stop, you have been featured on regularly on a page in a Guardian magazine, which was, I think, the Observer magazine. Yes, this was until magazine. about two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I was. Uh, uh, I did that strip. It was called Roasted, and there's a book of that as well, um, which. Uh, I did from 2002 until, well, 2010. So about seven and a half years. Uh, and then the, the Observer had a redesign. And the redesign involved, like, not having cartoons in it at all, as far as I can find. I did look at it this week. I was, I was in a huff with the Observer, so I had two yeah, weeks of not looking at it. Nice. <laughs> After buying it for seven and a half years. And I looked at it again and thought, yeah, you haven't replaced me with anyone here. Um, missed out the cartoons. Yeah, and, and this is what's happening in, across the board in, in newspapers, really. It's... Uh, it's it's like the the Highland clearances. They're just getting rid of all of us, and it's not where my, the bulk of my work ever was because I'm more in the book side of it. But mm. my friends that are in the, the newspaper mm. side of it, they're just getting demolished. Mm. Because you're expensive to, to have a column because you're only a tiny bit of the page, I suppose. Well, there's a there's a few reasons. Uh, can can be expensive compared to other things. Yeah. And also, the the Sun, for example, is is what it does now for reasons of cost. Is it it really crowdsources its humour? Mm-hmm. So where a few years ago you used to have Sunspot, which is little spot cartoons, um, which are just you know small ones about sort of someone getting nagged by his wife, just single panel things. They don't have those anymore. They they have um, Sun Fun, which mm-hmm. is jokes which readers sent in. And where they once had a whole page of cartoon strips, they've now got the excellent George and Lynn still, and they've got the. Hagar the Horrible, which I've never really understood. Um, <laughs> and, and, and above it, they've just got virals uh, instead of cartoon strips. So two-thirds of the page is is just pictures of a cat with a fried egg on its head oh. and stuff. And, and th- so that's at one end of it. At the other end of it, also in the sun, I'm going to pick out the sun particularly here as an <laughs> offender, um, Frankie Ball's TV column, um, he was making some joke about Gordon Brown being a bit like the Hulk. Mm. Now, to illustrate that you, you, you traditionally you should have a caricaturist here yeah. uh, again this is not my end of things but I know people who get their work this way now you see it's much easier just to get a picture of the Hulk a picture of Gordon Brown a stain it green on Photoshop and just whack the two together mm. 
Mm. Boom. And it's the same across things like you know, Marketing Week or not so much the New Statements and the Spectator, but all the caricaturist business is evaporating as well because of Photoshop. The, because the game changed a lot, I think, with when Photoshop came in because of the... I think it was like the... Uh, this is about 10 years ago, so, but I think it was sort of like the invention of photography uh, for painters, where painters used to make most of their work from um, representing the, mm. what the world looked like, roughly, mm. portraits, mm. A, a nice landscape. And then the, the bloody photographers came in and, and ruined the whole game mm. by just taking pictures. So then the, the painters had to do something, so they went abstract. Um, and that, that's the, the main reason why modern or contemporary art exists, uh, because painters had a lot of paint, <laughs> had a lot of paint, had a lot, a lot of paint left over. <laughs> they had to go somewhere, and uh, Sigmund Freud gave them a key and said, "Here's your subconscious, go." Um, and what happened with cartoons is that, and, and I think I, I fit in in this sort of spectrum somewhere, is that there was sort of a move towards lo-fi. Um, because when you can get computers doing things fairly easily, mm. um, the obvious place to go is towards scrawly things, which just uh, look deliberately handmade. Mm. So my style tends to be a bit like that. Um, and then slightly more extremely down the road, you've got um, uh, John Lincoln McBurniture in Modern Toss mm. and, uh, and David Shrigley mm. um, and, and a few others. And so there's, there's a bit more of a sort of a scrawly little stick man thing mm. that's been going on. As, as a reaction to those, those damned computers, yeah. which are running out of things to affect, to revolutionise, uh, and, and generally destroy, I'd have thought. I don't really like drawing on computers, because I, I like making a physical object, mm. and I absolutely love the feel of, of drawing on nice white bristol board with a proper little scratchy nib that you keep dipping yeah. in a bottle of Indian ink. <laughs> and it's... Um, it's a it's a quite a difficult skill to learn, and it, it took I, as a teenager. I, I other kids might have spent like time trying to work out how to use a tennis racket or kick a football or something. But I was I was well, thinking right, I'm going to be a cartoonist. Oh, I, I had a try on that one okay. as well. But the um, um, I was thinking right, proper cartoonist has to do this in this way, not with felt tip pens. That's Excellent. cheating. Yeah, nice thing. And so. It's, I don't know, it's, it's like driving a manual car rather than an automatic. <laughs> it's, it's more difficult, but the results that you get are far, far more expressive mm. and are hard to sort of replicate in other ways. And people would, do draw with a felt tip. There are some people that can do it very expressively, like, say, Tom Gould does. He just does it with a little fibre-tip pen. Mm. But I'd, I'd hate to do that. And, and uh, you, you've, it, But it does mean that you do spend a certain amount of time literally looking at ink dry, <laughs> looking at waiting, it, angling waiting. your head to the side because uh, thinking, well, I won't be able to draw that bit until I can rest my hand <laughs> on that other bit. The, the creation of an actual physical object is something which uh, I, I do like and drawing on a screen just doesn't do. You've been on your, on, your, on your jolly trips again? Yep. Having a look at the world with your eyes. I yes. <laughs> what have you been doing this week, Layla? I went to the Barbican Centre to um, see an exhibition. They've got uh, live birds flying around in size. They've turned it into a huge aviary, and the only things the birds can land on are amped-up musical instruments. Ooh. 
um, on sort of weird stands and stuff. That's so they've got exciting. probably about 20 or 30 zebra finches flying around. Right. And uh, yeah, and they're just landing on these guitars, which are then being amplified and, and speakered back into the room. So you've got this kind of weird ambient twanging noise going on. And Made by birds. Drums and cymbals with bits of water for them to drink in and wash in. That's brilliant. Yeah, music generated by the just the antics of these zebra finches. And are they in the room with you that yes, you're walking around in? Yes, you can get right up to them, So yeah. they come and land on your shoulder? Uh, they were landing on people's feet and hopping around, but mainly they were landing on the instruments and these kind of little oases they'd made on the floor. That's cool. Uh, and they were lovely, yeah, really, really cute and, and pretty, and they were sort of, you could hear them chirping, but mm. their chirps were being drowned out by the music a little bit, so it's like they had to chirp extra loud to get heard over the... And they were trying to nest in the guitars and things. It was kind of, yeah, it's very cute. And uh, I don't know, maybe maybe now you're going to hear the sound of the bird-generated electronic music. But yeah, a lovely thing to go and see. It's on for a few months, I think, so I recommend going to barbecue. They're going to replace the zebra finches during this, do you think? Do you think it's the zebra it's finches? It's going to be the same hard-working zebra finches that yeah. go on for the whole time. I don't know, maybe they're breeding, I mean, mating and breeding, and yeah, maybe baby, baby birds. There's nothing there. There's nowhere for them to roost or anything. It's just there's some food and some water, but it's nothing. You know, where are they going to go? Well, they now I'm worried for their for their well-being because I imagine that one thing a bird wants in life is is a nest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of the essentials. Go and see that. It's it's good fun. And I'm sure there's no zebra pictures were harmed. I'm in computers. You go out and hunt for inspiration. You go out, you go out yeah. and you, you get on you get on your your mind horse mm. and ride across the savannah and with your 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 spear of thought. <laughs> And you pick off, yeah, you, you see the herd of ideas, the herd of possible ideas over there, and you pick off the weakest. And do you write, write down ideas as words, or do you sketch from, from the outset? Uh, my, my sketching is barely exists. I will just do, I, sometimes I just write down the idea. Right. And with simple drawings like this, you don't need to do like three different preparatory sketches. Sure. I know when I think it up, well, as soon as I've got the idea. Sorted. I know exactly where I'm going to put the brick, where the lever's going to go, mm. where the, exactly how the spike's going to go through the head. Um, Have you ever done a greyhound one? Um, I've been working on a greyhound one since the first book, and right. I still haven't cracked it. It's difficult because in greyhound racing, the rabbit thing yeah. is being is being dragged along. So, yeah. like, you, he's going to have yeah. to damage that mechanism. I've so tried, that the, I've the dog tried everything. I've tried everything, but there's there's nothing which really quite reads for a greyhound's mm. track. Th- but I think it's because it's so obviously where a rabbit should be killed. Then it's hard to sort of blindside the the reader with a <laughs> with an unexpected sort of thought, putting um, something in the way of the track so that, so that it's not going to go forward. That's I, I can I can I know, feel I know, a funny yeah, idea. But, but you see, I've been working on that one for ages. A, bit, a, a rabbit sitting I think he's on the expert room. Yeah, no, he's, <laughs> he's struggled for three you know, three oh, books. Look, look. I don't want to say, I don't want to say it's easy. Look, I'm the uh, cartoon animals killing themselves. I'm, I'm the I'm the federer of this. Wow. The, I'm the I'm internationally the, renowned. Yeah, it, it's, admittedly, it's a very small field of <laughs> possibly one, but but um, uh, I, I I claim I claim my uh, my, my seeding on that. Um, it's 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe someone else could think one up. <laughs> yeah, just, I know, just, just I'm, just, I'm just doing them all over again. Oh, oh that was brilliant. There's a Space, space Invader babies. one with a, with a rabbit disguised as a Space Invader. Trying to get yeah, out. actually, um, looking at that one makes me think, uh, is there another one set in a computer game that I haven't really... Oh, there must be. Kind of there Shiver there must and Stop be, Inspired. So, yeah, yeah, you should do this one. Well, while, while you're here, we actually have another favour to ask you. Oh, yes. Um, as you may know, for our devout listeners, we've been making available episodes of Shiver and Stop on tape. Yes, I do know this. And one thing that we've started doing uh, is as guests come in, mm-hmm. we, we present them with... Especially if they're artistic guests. Yeah, especially if they've got you know, a, like a pen <laughs> in their hand. Oh, we lovely. present them with, with blank, uh, blank sleeve things yeah. and invite them to you know, kind of yeah. scroll as they will. Great, and along, along the spines, Shifter and Stop seem to have been printed with some sort of high-resolution potato. Yes. <laughs> how, how did you do that? What I, is I used uh, a printing... <laughs> A little child's printing oh, press. Oh, you put all the little letters. words in it's separately. It's like a little movable oh, so cool. setup, which is quite cute. Right then. Yeah, so say, feel, feel free um, to have at it. Andy, about your point about you can't make, you can't bury them because they can just tunnel away. Yeah. You have to bear in mind, though, that they do want to die. They're not going to tunnel away. They might just sit is there it, and is wait. It, you're not going to give them a second. You're not going to give them a chance to change their mind. Yeah, they, yeah they but mm, you see, I, I can't quite explain sometimes why, why certain <laughs> ones won't work. I mean, it's like with... Say, there's one in the first book with a... Like that one. <laughs> 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 um, sorry, I'll let you carry on. I just need to explain this. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing so much. Why um, Yeah, there's a sort of um, Edmund Hillary style um, mountaineer standing at the top of a mountain with um, a flag that he's using to pierce the summit, and uh, there's two little ears peeking out on either side of the flagpole. Just sat there, waited for the flag to. And it's that surrealism of the rabbit has has been waiting there for a long time. Yeah. Yes, waiting yeah, for yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the best ones are, are extreme about extreme patience. Um, the what's generally accepted to be the well, the, the one that people most often say is they like the most has um, a, a rabbit sitting on a stool in the middle of the road, and on one side of the road is a shop called um, Knives Are Us, and, <laughs> and on, on the on the other one is is one called like you know Magnets for Everyone or something. <laughs> And uh, opening Monday. Oh, no, ele- electromagnets are us, that's it. World of Knives and electromagnets are us. And, 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 and a sign saying opening Monday. And, and, and a man screwing and proudly screwing in a sign of his new electromagnet shop. And it's just that idea that the rabbits are going to wait patiently there for about two days. Not tell anyone. Those are, the, I think, often the best ones are about extreme patience. I like how you can just talk and draw at the same It's just like, this yeah. is the good thing about the artistic skill. It can be done whilst doing something else. Well, yeah, well, I, can't write, I can't write and uh, do anything at the, at the same right. time. So if I'm writing with Kev, I can't listen to music. If, mm. um, if I'm actually thinking up cartoons, mm. I can't have any sound. Right. And then as soon as you're actually just drawing, well, then you can... You can turn your brain off. Right. It's, it's, it's doddle. It's not really work. Don't let, don't let anyone get <laughs> you. It's, uh, compared to compared to writing, uh, uh, it's really really easy. How, how is that split working for you at the moment? Um, you mentioned that uh, cartoons are kind of a an weekend and evening. Activity. Yeah, I snatch days where I can. Um, quite, very often, I like, get get home, put put the kids to bed, you know, cook something for the wife. Do <laughs> a half eight thing. Right, I better knock off too. In the early part of the year, which is when I tend to concentrate the, in, like, until really the, the middle of the spring, then my, my body deteriorates as I don't take enough exercise. Snack time. Biscuits. Oh, God. He's got, got lights out again. Turn it off. I, I, I like the idea that that's my little jingle. I go, biscuits. <laughs> 
Alaska? Yes. Um, I mean, first of all, this is a public apology to uh, whoever it was who wrote in about those biscuits. And I said, I'm sorry, mate. I don't cover biscuits. Not many of them come out nowadays. You know, it's a bit it's old news. As Jeff Goldblum puts it in Jurassic Park, the lack of humility that I showed in the face of nature uh, was absolutely staggering. And of course, uh, no sooner had I uttered those words... Then I went to a supermarket and it was full of new biscuits. And I was going, oh, like, I just happened to have it thrown in my face. And um, the first and perhaps most shocking example of one of these new biscuits that we hear so much com- comes in the form of, uh, of one of nature's biscuits, the, uh, the cereal bar. This is a product that came out at the end of last year, but now Marmite have gone mad advertising it uh, everywhere here in uh, London's underground tube. Lots of lovely chewy oats, wheat and rice, all wrapped up with a hefty punch of Marmite. This looks like a flapjack type arrangement, except what you're telling me is this tastes of Marmite. Yeah, do you want, I mean, oh, just just break off a small piece because less advertising. It, it's rare that I that I start a biscuit like this and can't oh, can't finish no. it. it does the, smell of oh twiglets. my god, that's that's wrong. It's so savoury. Do you think that would grow on you if you had a few of them? I don't know. I haven't been able to finish half of one. I quite like Marmite, but I don't like that. Yeah, the Marmite's not really bringing anything to the to the flapjack, is it? It needs some honey on it. Yeah, <laughs> well, it needs to be And less Marmite. Um, OK, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and rustle these a little bit off the microphone. Yeah, so what we have is the Cadbury Crunchy Biscuit and the Cadbury Caramel Biscuit. Well, do, you, do you want to open both? Or yeah, you know, that's, like, uh, I definitely want to try the, the Crunchy ones. Well, well done for not eating all these on the way in. Possibly just because I was there. You would have done otherwise. No, it's not a huge It's about eight biscuits per packet from the looks of things. I'm going to try a caramel one. Yeah, you're right. Eight. Um, mm. Everything is right about it. It's like shortbread, really, isn't it? Mm. It's like a really nice shortbread biscuit. A good chunky lump of caramel. Do you want to try the, the, the crunchy version? Yes. You can see tiny little segments of crunchy floating in the surface. I'm bread? finding this isn't actually it's lumps of, of crunchy. It's crunchy and shortbread. No, I think you, if you look, there's a biscuit at the bottom and there's a kind of layer oh. of crunchy there. Like a Jaffa cake, exactly like a Jaffa cake, yeah. but with crunchy inside. I'm not, I'm not able to discern the difference in my mouth. I was expecting bigger lumps of honeycomb that you get inside crunchy. I'm still crunching through the crunchy biscuit, so I'm going to ask you to describe what this product is and, uh, and put it in the context, the, the broader context, that if you remember one of its previous experiences on the show. <laughs> see, what, see what he's doing here, he's coaching us. He's coaching us in the ways of biscuits. Yeah, we're going to be the next to uh, carry mantle on to the next I remember generation. this conversation, the Twix top. Twix top. Do you remember this? We talked about how the Twix top was like half a Twix. There was some confusion about which half the Twix it was, if I remember. Looks like what's happened is a hideous mutation in which a Twix biscuit has gone badly awry. Mm. The biscuit bit has expanded to about 18 times its natural size, (laughs) thereby flattening itself out in the process. It's like a toboggan made of Twix. But I think they might be uh, what's referred to as a grey import, because none of the writing on them is in English. Um, apart from Twix and Top, of course, which uh, which span all language barriers. So it says eight pockets. It means eight, eight individually wrapped. Are they selling this as a health product? Because there is like a picture of lots of wheat, like a Weetabix style. Um, I, I know. It's, it's, of wheat, it, it's isn't curious, it? isn't it? Um, but really, it, it does look like a flat Twix, as you say. It's like a flat biscuit thing with some yeah, chocolate. If, if you've ever thought, oh, I wish the Twix wasn't entirely covered in chocolate and was quite a lot flatter. Mm. Mm. And, and had two cereals. And had spy granen. I would say this is like that millionaire shortbread stuff, but with biscuit. It's too biscuity. Yeah. Mm. Biscuity instead of shortbread Yeah, and that's not on my shopping list. Nice, I like it. If people do want to 
take a walk on the wild side. Um, yeah, don't, like check out your local pound store because it will be full of <laughs> unusual products that maybe we have not seen on our own shelves here, but the uh, perhaps the European community. Uh, none that are like uh, nonetheless consider a staple part of their diets. So uh, that covers biscuits then, quite mm-hmm. quite comprehensively. Oh, next week I fancy a drink. We'll um, we'll be, be we'll be joining Dave again next week, probably on location in Starbucks. <laughs> oh, rude! You anticipate a lot, sir. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try out some some drinks that Dave's uh, Dave's been seeing recently. Cool. Well, thanks a lot, Dave. Anytime. Stay uh, stay hungry. <laughs> that's that's the, that's the catchphrase. <laughs> When I played GTA San Andreas, I thought, do you know what? This is the game I always wanted. This is the game I imagined as a child, thinking, wouldn't it be good if you could just go around and just drive things and shoot things, and and you could sort of just really go around a, a city. Not only that, there's three cities. And at the end of playing San Andreas... I haven't really played computer games since because I've done it. <laughs> so the, That's the best yeah, possible game. Yeah, I mean, GTA, GTA 4, I thought I would get. I, th- I thought, well, when, whenever they get yeah, the new GTA, mm-hmm. next generation of GTA games, I'm, I'm bound to get whatever console I ever get on the first day. wasn't bothered at all. Mm-hmm. Now, at the moment, the, I only play one game, which is Angry Birds on the iPhone. <laughs> that's, that's, um, uh, that's entertainment. How does Angry Birds work? It's not a game that I've, I've played. It's, in, it's number one in the charts for iPhone games. Wow. Um, the people who make Doodle Jump, which is a rubbish game, <laughs> but was number one, is now number two. They're putting out little upgrades to Doodle Jump. Uh, D- Doodle Jump fans should, you know, get this new version of Doodle Jump and, and get it back to number one where it belongs. The Doodle Jump people are feeling like they're <laughs> they, anyone else who's ever number one after Doodle Jump is some sort of interloper taking their rightful yeah, place. Angry, Angry Birds. If, if you have an iPhone, I mean, I've only had an iPhone for about two weeks. If you have an iPhone and you're going to download a game, they'll do, don't do Doodle Jump. It's rubbish. It's terrible, <laughs> tedious waste of time. <laughs> Whereas Angry Birds is a, a fun waste of time where you feel like you're getting somewhere. It's got levels and, and a sense of achievement. And Doodle Jump just makes you anxious and, and, and any one mistake and you're dead. The, 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 this, is, this is among some of the best games reviews I've ever heard. <laughs> sim, 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 because you don't go into specifics of, of either side of it. You go, well, you know, to me, it makes you anxious. To, to me, the choice, the, no, no, don't. No, no, let's leave it like that. Let's leave the listeners in a state going, yeah. doodle jump. I imagine it's one of those where you draw a line. Yeah. And, but angry birds. Do you know what it is? Angry birds. I've no idea. With what I assume, what I assume is the listenership of, of, um, of this show, or the watchership, if they're watching the three minutes one, um, I sort of assumed that they're, they're, they're au fait with um, lots powerless. of different brands of games. Many of them haven't moved on since Spectrum. Well, this is the nice thing about an iPhone, is that you've got games there which don't last three months because games got longer and longer and longer. And so when, when I see some sort of enormous great franchise on the side of a bus, I have two jobs and two children. Um, I don't want to... <laughs> and I, I still like to see my friends and watch telly. <laughs> Um, and and, 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 and have some exercise. I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't have enough space in my life to fit in a, mm. a, a game like that without without doing things like not seeing my mates again. Can't be bothered with that. But some little piece of fun mm. oh, that you can play for ten minutes and then leave. That's something which the 
Xbox and the and the PS3 and consoles increasingly weren't really catering for. I think. Mm. Has it um, playing games on the iPhone, especially? I suppose has it made you want to draw games or design design things? Well, the reason I got it is because um, there are people sniffing around about Bunny Suicide app, uh-huh. uh, but I haven't yet figured out how to do it. Yeah. And um, clearly, so, some sort of Rube Goldberg. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, machine for you'd, you'd think that. Yeah. You'd think that. But I thought I'd better get an iPhone to find out, like, how, see what how, works for you, how all this works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the main motive factor there. That'd be good if those were bunny suicides. Well, I, I hope that. so. Well, you know, we'll we'll see them by the end of this year. You play the bunny, I think definitely. <laughs> that's it. That's how it works. Yeah, it wouldn't talk though. That's no. the thing. There's, there's there's rules with this. They, they yeah, don't talk. Yeah, rabbits don't talk, do they? No, not these ones. Now, also, I did bring along three books to give away. Mm, something. Would love to Definitely. Get that. So, what we got here is we got the um, uh, the bumper book of Barney Suicides, which is the compilation of the first two Barney Suicide books. DIY dentistry and other alarming inventions, which is my book of silly inventions. And now, this one, I, I couldn't, I didn't actually have a spare copy of Selfish Pigs, but I did get this morning a copy of Selfish Pigs. And I don't actually know which country this is because it's it's going in a couple of different um, Scandinavian countries. And it's oh, it looks like Finland. Yeah, Hanovsti Kaita Kaita which means selfish pigs in probably Finnish. Dave's going for Finnish. No, no. Well, <laughs> like, okay, my, my rule of thumb is that yeah, if it looks like it could be the name of a rally driver, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably Finland. Yeah, yeah. Like that's and that that served me very well. Now, only about twenty five percent of the. Um, cartoons in Selfish Pigs actually have words in, you see. So, so even if you're, even if you don't speak any Finnish, you're going to be able to understand most of the book. And, um, and, oh, and some, you some can, of the words that are in it are in English. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't translate. Um, uh, the rest of it, you can, you can, you can just. You can just wing it. Yeah, it's. Do you think it's it's funnier if I just don't if I just do squiggles then? Oh, you think you're like writing over in your own hand? Anyway, so let's 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 set the challenge. Then let let's go for the the audio favorite of how many fingers am I holding up? Now, oh. the nearest to that number, the nearest, well, the number you, you're, you can all witnessing the number of fingers I'm on holding up. Down. Okay, you wrote right that. The three nearest to that number, bearing in mind I only have ten fingers, so it's some, a number somewhere between one and ten. The nearest, the, the nearest three to that number will, will, will win one of the prizes. Oh, thanks very much. For yeah, that. thank that's, you. That's, that's awesome. Brilliant. So uh, send in your competition uh, entries into uh, podcast at shiftrunstop.co.uk uh, as an email, or you could uh, send us a message on Twitter. We are at shiftrunstop, or come to the blog, shiftrunstop.co.uk. I'm in computers. I'm in the mainframe. I'm in your headphones. So Andy Riley is amazing. Yes, I like him. Wasn't he lovely? He's brilliant, and he's you know he's done something really nice for us. He, he's drawn a whole bunch of um, inlay cards for for this week's tapes. <laughs> it's just we were just talking to him, and he was sitting there drawing away, and uh, and he's done a sort of beautiful picture of a skeleton with the head of a cassette. I like that one. This one's um, a, a, a tank with something in it. I can't tell what's in there, little, but it's scared. Sort of angry or scared man. Scared tank. Man. These are such sort of boy drawings. That, Brilliant yeah, boy anyway. drawing. This, this one is this. We're now into a series which are labelled. This one uh, is, is called a potato. Yeah. 
picture of the potato. Yeah, the next one's of a dice. So. But have you noticed all the sides are the same? Oh yeah, six on every side. It's a loaded Spooky. dice. Spooky. And dice. he has signed every one on the front nicely with his signature. So you get a, a bunny suicide's author signed piece of artwork here. Yeah. No um, bunnies to be seen, but some really lovely, no. uh, lovely sketches by Andy Riley. Probably is. Well, this this one is a monkey, which is a very cute uh, monkey with his hands <laughs> That's up. Good. <laughs> this is my favourite one, I think. This is a this is labelled pterodactyle Jesus, and it's a pterodactyl being <laughs> crucified on a cross. Um, You've gone for a, a very long Y on the pterodactyl. I've always thought it was pterodactyl. Did I say pterodactyl? You did twice. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. What would uh, you say, uh, listeners? Pterodactyl or pterodactyl? I think, uh, I think you'll find that. Right uh, in and normal people. <laughs> this is uh, good. This is a plane about to hit a mountain, which is a bit dark, a bit sinister. But my favourite, the very last one, is. King Ashurbanipal. Ash- Ashurbanipal. I'm sure you've got another way of saying it. But he's the king of Assyria. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hunting lions. He's clearly hunting lions. You can see it on his face. That's excellent. That's brilliant. So if if you're uh, you know how it works by now. If you want um, a tape and you're prepared to pay a little bit more money for it. Uh, and you want one that's been drawn and signed by Andy Riley? Um, there aren't very many at all, so if you want one, then you'll have to get in quick, because like with the Sydney ones last time, they went really fast. They did. Within a day, they were snapped up. Um, so yeah, go, go to the uh, go to the, the tape-buying place, which, as you'll know by now, <laughs> shiftrunstop.co.uk slash buy-tapes. And um, yeah, get, get them while they're hot. They're not hot. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of ambient temperature. Don't, yeah. don't be worried. Get them while they're room temperature. Yeah. <laughs> Get them while they you, still what exist. What you do with them later is up to you. Yeah, you, could, you could keep them up. You could warm them up in a microwave. <laughs> cool. It's a dry place. Andy Riley, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you. Thanks for the bunny deaths that you brought us in our lives. Cool. Um, thanks, Dave, for coming along and doing the sound. And you are allowed to speak. That's all right. Bye. We never Bye. 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 Bye.